Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. I'm ready. Good morning to everyone on the call this morning. Hope your day is getting off to a great start on this beautiful Thursday. Hope you're excited to tackle your day. You pretty much got got the week closed out. We got one more day tomorrow, so you should be excited, ready to go ahead and check off those execution lists and tasks that you have so you can make sure you close out the week strong. So we've been uh, talking a little bit about, we started on yesterday, uh, the purpose of the pause. And we shared a little bit of an acronym about an operational pause, right? So today that's what we're going to talk about. Today's topic is operational pause, all right? So as I was studying this and getting ready, I was really excited because I did not know this term really existed, right? But there's nothing new under the sun, so I should not be that surprised. However, I was. And so the term operational pause is actually a military phrase. It's a military term. Um, And it's also referred to as a tactical pause. And so maybe some military people already knew that, right? But I didn't. And so as I was looking and studying and reading about it, I was intrigued because it was so in line with what I was being downloaded with, with the idea of this operational pause. So as I studied, I've I've learned that, like I said, operational pause, also referred to as a tactical pause in the military, is a process that is used to train soldiers to make difficult decisions, decisions that can have a big impact on the overall mission of the organization when they're under conditions that that they refer to as the fog of war or what I like to call the dark place, right? So they say that in these conditions, the way they describe them is that they're limited, right? These soldiers are limited. They are geographically dispersed teams that are far from their headquarters. How, how Does that sound familiar to us as believers, right? We are in conditions where we are limited and we are geographically dispersed from our team, right? We are geographically dispersed from our Lord and Savior, from our God. We are far from the kingdom right now because we're here on earth, right? So I was really, y'all just had to know I got real excited. So as I'm going into this and I was really looking further into it, I saw that their principle is called a tactical pause. It's a principle. And I said, well, where in God, where in Scripture do we see this as a principle of having tactical pauses? And there are times throughout Scripture, and I don't can't go through all of it, but I encourage you to go read for yourself, But there are places where we see where Jesus took a tactical pause, right? He would withdraw from what was going on. He would, uh, you may say, uh, take a moment that seemed like an interruption or it seemed like something that deterred him from his path, but it was a tactical pause because it all served a purpose, right? One of the biggest ones that come to mind for me is the woman at the well, right? When everybody's telling him, you got to go here, and he said, no, I got to go through Samaria. And they're saying, well, no, we don't go there. And he said, no, that's a tactical pause because he went alone. He went away because it was serving a purpose. It was teaching him as he took this journey 
on his path because whether we, do, we clothe it as that or not, Jesus was in the midst of the fog of the war because he was separated. He was limited and he was geographically displaced, dispersed from the kingdom. And he was far from his headquarters in his foreign land. So he was walking in the fog of war, right? And so there were tactical pauses. There were others that he did when he drew away into the garden and to pray. There are tactical pauses in our lives that serve to help us to move forward. And now it is completely opposite of the human nature to think that during a crisis, right, when time is of the essence, that it is best to take a deliberate pause. But the military says this is exactly what they train their military leaders to do, that even when you are under the deepest pressures, what you have to know is that you cannot make emotional decisions. See, the Bible shares different stories to help us as believers to understand we can't be led by our emotions. We can't let our emotions drive us. And oftentimes when it seems like we have things that is the biggest crisis, something just isn't going right. We're trying to do it to fix it. We're trying to hit the home run, but we're only doing it from our emotions because we're not feeling good about the situation. It doesn't feel good to us. We don't like the pressure that it puts us under. And so we're trying to solve a problem. We're trying to make decisions out of desperation. And we are study getting further and further away, causing longer and longer delays because we will not use the operational pause that's right in front of us. It says that the military communicates with their organizations and stakeholders hourly and daily and have a rehearsed operations center that can be the focal point to monitor, assess, collect information, and give guidance. Well, you know, as I said, I got real excited because this is the same way God expects us to operate. We're supposed to speak with our organization and our stakeholders because God has a state. He's our stakeholder, right? Jesus has an interest in our lives because he died. He paid the price. He invested his life for us. So we're to communicate hourly and daily or even by the seconds. And we've been given that means of communication through the Holy Spirit, right? He's our rehearsed operations center. He's the place that we go to and our focal point that monitors us and assesses the situations on our behalf, collects the necessary information, and then gives us guidance to operate accordingly, See, for yielding believers, we have to understand that every experience is set to reestablish us with our communication system. It is to teach us and take us back to that operation center that is there assessing, collecting information, and giving us guidance, letting us know that we're not out here alone. But we have to be willing that even in the small lessons, in the small trainings that's taking place, that is preparing us for a bigger battle. See, Basically, what that means when we talk about the rehearsed operation centers that the military refers to, it's like bringing light into a dark place. They're in a place where they don't have direct communication, 
right? That's easy for me to go walk down the hall and ask you exactly what it is that you want me to do. Because now there's no creativity needed. There's no strategizing needed. There's no prioritizing. There's no understanding that's necessary because I can just come to you for the answer. But God says, I need to teach you how to trust me. I need you to, t- I need to teach you to know that I'm always with you. Even when you can't trace me, I'm there. You got to know me and be able to rely on me even when it seems like the light goes out. But the light never goes out because our communication center, our operation center never shuts down. The Holy Spirit is always there with us. He's the light that we find in a dark place. It's the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter, right? He's our advocate. He's the one that we're supposed to be communicating with, and therefore he's going to speak on our behalf and intercede. Jesus is interceding through the words that he hears with the Holy Spirit is informing him about what you're dealing with. He said there's nothing that we've been through that he don't already know, right? But when we don't allow the operational pause to have its perfect work, what is going to keep us from getting a handle on what's needed in and through us? See, the operational pause is a process. It may be a season in your life. It may be a day in your life. It might be a year or several years in your life. It all depends on what God is trying to do in and through you and how much work he has to do. Paul, I think, was talking about an operational pause even when he talked about the thorns and how he prayed to have them removed and he got reminded that God's grace is sufficient. You can carry through because I know the thorns are there. I built you for it. All you got to do is keep moving. All you got to do is stay focused on the operation that's at hand. You got to keep in mind that I'm training you for obedience. I'm teaching you the fundamentals of how to focus on your faith and be focused on obeying me, not worrying about how easy it is or how hard it might be, but just saying that I know that I'm doing what he asked me to do and I'm not doing it alone. So when we take the time to let the operational pause work in and through us, it reconnects our focus to the fundamentals. It allows us to examine the risk factors that's in our lives that may take us away from our foundational faith. So now you have to be willing to truly examine yourself. You have to be willing in the operational pause to not say why this is happening to me, but what is it doing for me? We have to be trained in how to do that. It ain't always a pleasant thing, but I promise you, the more you go through the little battles, the little trainings like they do in the military, they start with small relative battles or reflective battles, I'm sorry, and drills, and then they move up to larger exercises. So the little things might start one way, and then God starts to do something else that seems like a bigger thing or a larger exercise, but all he's doing is getting you ready for the big thing that's going to come because, see, he's coming again, and we have to be able to show, and we're going to have to give an account for what we did while we were here. So the goal of all these exercises are not to punish us or to even say we're doing anything wrong, but it's to train us up. It's to build us up. It's to give us the strength necessary to be successful at saving lives while we're executing through the kingdom's wars and operations that he has called us to do. We have to be fit to serve him. He says, while you're here, you can't waste time. I've got you here for a purpose. There are lives that you've been assigned to save and bring into me. So if you ain't trained in the crisis, you 
don't get prepared for the crisis, how are you going to be able to protect the organizational reputation when the crisis do happen? See, when we experienced a global crisis, a lot of us got exposed because we got told that we weren't fit for the crisis because we, we were too weak. We wasn't ready. We didn't know how to reestablish people's peace in a time that seemed like everything was going chaotic. So God said, I got to teach you how to prioritize. I need you to determine the order of dealing with situations. You got to know what's yours to deal with and what's mine. You got to be able to assess, evaluate, and estimate the nature of the God that you serve, my ability, and the quality of my promises. You have to understand and be able to perceive the intended meaning of what I'm doing in your life. And you got to be willing to strategize and devise a different course of action. And you have to be fully energized. You have to be imparted with the energy that only I can give you to Stand up against the things that I have called you to do. So as I close today, I want you to begin to think differently about the operational pause. Know that it serves a purpose and that it is all to make you successful in saving lives because that's what you call to do. It's the great commission. So don't get confused about the things that's going on in your life because it ain't got nothing to do with you. You might get the remnants of the blessing, but it's what God is doing through you. So who are the people you're supposed to impact with your testimony? Who are the people you're supposed to impact with the display of strength that you show? Who are the people you're supposed to impact by letting them know that God is still real? God ain't going to lie. He can't lie. He's not man. His promises are yea and everything. He will keep his word as long as we stay true, as long as we stay connected. He don't let go of our hands. We let go of his. So you got to get this in your mind. You can't keep being weak in out in public. It's okay to draw away sometimes to get what you need, but when you on the front lines, you got to display the greatness. You got to let God work through you. You got to know when to speak, when not to speak. You got to know where to be and where not to be. You got to be able to be intentional with your time. You got to know that the opportunity operational pause is to reset you. It's to reconnect you with the communication center so that you're not off course, so that you don't destroy the whole mission. You got to be clear that you are here to serve a purpose in the greater good, in the bigger whole, and you've got to be willing to stay committed to that, persevere no matter what, because I promise you, it's just a pause. It's temporary. It's not permanent. He has great things for you to do. He has great places for you to go. And he has thousands of people for you to touch and to save, to bring to him through your life. So you have to be willing to go through it, through the operational pause, so that you can come out on the other side. So thank you for joining us today on Wisdom Inspired. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. And come back and join us tomorrow morning at the same time. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.